Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Blessed Sacrament Parish Community Podcast. My name is Kristen Russell, and today the topic is youth ministry. And uh, I am here with our two youth ministers, Justin Rose. Hi there. And Christine Selnow. Hello. And they are the high school and middle school youth ministers, respectively. So our youth ministry programs here at Blessed Sacrament are amazing, and they are here to help students discover the answer to life's big questions. At the end of October, Google noticed an uptick in searches for Christianity and Jesus, which I found kind of interesting. And I was like, what's this about? Well, the catalyst was Kanye West released a new album called Jesus is King. So it's awesome that Kanye may have jump-started some people's interest in Jesus and Christianity, um, but Kanye's music can only take you so far. Um, and I think this is where youth ministry comes in, because if you're inter- if Kanye piques your interest in Jesus, let youth ministry show you who Jesus is. So Christine, Justin, what are your thoughts on Kanye West, Jesus is King, new album? Well, I think it's interesting that... Um yeah, if Kanye is one of the people that is piquing your interest in Christianity, that's that's great. But at the same time, I, <laughs> there's a there's maybe other examples out there that you could look to to help you um, uh, get some interest in Christianity. Um, one of the things, so when I listened to the um, some of the music that Kanye came out with, was I I looked up um, I just did a Google search on the words Bible and humility and um, they don't exactly line up with who Kanye is. <laughs> that being said, he's using his platform, that's that, which is great, um, to, to try to draw people into something he really is passionate about and, and believes in. Yeah, uh, I, I think that it's awesome that he is using his platform um, to talk about Jesus. Uh, I don't really know, I don't really follow him that much, um, and I've only listened to few of his songs um from the new album but um yeah i do think it's it's awesome that he's sparked this interest and now hopefully people can find those places now that they can go deeper um and it's great that we have a place for our youth in our community where they can come right um and go deeper and, you know, Kanye has been doing one of the, like, it's called Sunday service out in California. Right. Bringing in thousands of people. But we have Sunday service here every right. week. Right. We call it Mass. <laughs> um, there's three different times you can come. And we also have weekly programs for the youth. And one of the things that's great about youth ministry is that it does seek to answer questions that kids have. Obviously, Kanye had some questions. Otherwise, he would never have looked into Jesus. And so I just want to ask you guys, how does youth ministry respond to the questions that middle school and high school students have? Um, I think that, first of all, youth ministry creates a safe space hmm. where students can ask questions or just be comfortable with the fact that they have questions. Because um, I know I, there was a time when I was growing up when I thought, I'm not being a good Christian because I have doubts and I have questions. Um, So, like, first of all, creating that atmosphere so that they can just feel comfortable with the fact that they do have questions um, and that we all have questions. Yeah, so I think that, you know, 
that first of all has to happen at youth ministry, and I think that it does in our programs. Yeah, I think one of the, I think there are three really, really big aims for youth ministry um, is that we want to we want to give give kids a chance to talk about church in a way maybe they've never done before. Um, through both meeting them where they are spiritually, meeting them where they are socially, and meeting them wherever they're at mentally, um, as far as, you know, how they're feeling about all these things. Um, you know, church and God and religion is, they're big topics, um, and they're really complex topics. Um, so, and everybody, everybody, adults and kids included, come at this from all different walks of life and all different parts of their lives. So, one of our, our our maybe our biggest job of all of this is to, is to try to figure out where they're coming from and then to meet them wherever that is and go from there. Absolutely. It's if you're not asking the questions here, it's not like you don't have the questions then. You still have the questions and you might be going, I don't know, to Google right. to figure it out. <laughs> right. Um as Google has shown. Right. <laughs> But it's important because there is that aspect of community coming together. And also, there's so much power in maybe you didn't ask your question, but the kid three rows or three chairs over did. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm not the only one who has that question. Like, there's a comfort in this community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so apart from being a place where students can ask questions and, and be a part of this community... What are the goals of youth ministry for both of you? Well, for middle school this year in particular, I wanted um, to really focus on making sure that youth ministry was a place where all of them feel welcomed and loved and heard. Um, and just being a place where they're not only going to learn more about Jesus, but they're going to grow in relationship with him and with their Catholic peers. So... That this year in particular, that's something I've been focusing on. Yeah, I think um, I think maybe the overall goal of of the things that I'm trying to work on this year is to make how can we make good disciples of Jesus? Um, and sometimes that's kind of like a big scary word that can scare pe- it can scare people off. Um, but really, just the, the the basis of that that word disciple it just really means to be someone who. F- not just follows, and I don't mean like literally like follow around like a dog, but follow around and, and get to know somebody better and thereby trying to understand who they are and where they're coming from. And that's the best that we can do is if we can help people understand who Jesus is, that that is how you make a disciple. Um, so you want to make sure you're giving Jesus the do that he needs to help him, to help the people that are trying to, that we're trying to work with, become the best disciples of him we can. And in knowing Jesus, you know, we go out and, I mean, not just the youth, which I think for both of your programs, you guys have done an amazing job of getting the kids out and doing things. You know, Justin, I know you took a group who went and raked. They had a right. day off of school and you yep. were like, leaves are falling. No such thing as days <laughs> off. <laughs> um, you know, and that's, that's awesome, and there's a joy that they have in serving, yeah. and in, to be able to connect that back to Jesus is great. And Christine, you guys have, you and the middle schoolers have been doing like this random acts of kindness marathon, which is awesome. Were you, are you the one who's responsible for the sign in the parish center that says, take one? Yeah. 
those are super cute. If you have not stopped by the parish center, um, check out. It's on just on a like a tech yeah. board, like, yeah. and you take one, and it's a random act of kindness that you can do. And like, let's make the world a better place, guys. And let's do yes. these small little let's things. It. Right. Isn't it Mother Teresa who said, "We can do no great things. We can only do small things with great love." And I think that that is so cool that you guys are instilling this in the students yeah. on days off and just in the randomness that is life. Yeah. And what better way to, you know, evangelize people than to actually act out your faith in the most genuine ways possible. So looking at all of these things that you're doing, um, I guess my question is like, what makes Blessed Sacrament special? Because I'm sure kids are being invited to go to their friends, um, go with their friends to youth group and and go to different denominations, which is not a bad thing. But what is it that makes youth ministry at Blessed Sacrament so much different than at other churches? Well, um, here, so I guess I'll talk a little bit about the difference in terminology between youth ministry and youth group. Um, And they're used interchangeably, so I don't mean that every church that uses the term youth group actually has a youth group, and every church that says youth ministry is actually doing youth ministry. But um, youth ministry and youth group are very different things because youth ministry, um, you know, there's this sense that it's, it's structured, it's for... It's for the entire community of youth. Um, everyone is welcome. Um, there are different, you know, things that we're trying to do. So we're trying to teach them about Jesus, but also to grow in relationship with Jesus, to go out and do service. Um, whereas youth group, um, it has a little bit more of like a click feel, mm. I think, to it sometimes. Um and it's more, it's for, the group is there to serve the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you might you might see this in some churches where a youth group, it kind of fades once those kids have moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe a new group kind of takes its place. Um, whereas youth ministry, it's, it's here. It's always going to be here. It's for everyone. It's not going any place, you know, just because one group of kids is... Um, moved on. Um, and again, I think that people just use those terms interchangeably. So I know that I do, I can think of some churches who call their youth program a youth group, but I think they are really doing good youth ministry. Um, but I would say at Blessed Sacrament, we have youth ministry in term and in deed. Practice. Know, in, yeah. Yes, yeah. in practice, word right. and practice. So yeah. Yeah, and I think, um, I mean, one of the big kicks I've been on recently, I've said this to several groups, but wor- words matter. Mm-hmm. Like the words we choose matter. And youth ministry is, is the appropriate term for what we do here because the word ministry is in it for a reason. Um, you know, the group implies that it's 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 a group. It's a it's like, like you said, it can be clicky mm-hmm. sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, um, that there's maybe some kind of initiation or process for you to have to be in to, to join it. And that's just yeah, not club. the case with men. Yes, a club. Exactly. But that's just not the case with ministry. Um, you know, I think one of the things that, um, that 
matters the most to me when it comes to the ministry here is that it's really comprehensive. Um, you know, there are many avenues in which you can be involved in the youth ministry that we do here from little kids all the way through high school um, and obviously well into adult formation too. Um, but it's just there there are so many options between what you do with middle schoolers and what I do with the high schoolers there with the, the three different groups that, that we help run for, for me in high school. So it just, it really gives a sense of belonging regardless, again, of if going back to what we talked about right off the bat of trying to meet kids where they're at, um, it gives them so many options to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And I like what you guys have said about a group kind of implies like it's a kind of clicky, but if there's an in-group, Right. then there's going to be an out group. Right. And I think what's what's awesome about youth ministry is that there is no out group. Mm-hmm. We're all here because we're made in the image and likeness of God, and everyone belongs. I think Jesse Manabusen has a song called All Are Welcome, All Belong, and it's such a beautiful song because it truly encompasses, I think, what A, church should be, and B, what youth ministry does so beautifully. Because I think where sometimes the church can, the church, the big church can look at people and say, hmm, youth ministry is like, looks at people and is like, yes, you need to be here. You know, yeah. open arms. Right. And it's such a great place, particularly for middle school and high school students who might be, you know, in their everyday life feeling left out Mm -hmm. or feeling not a part of um in youth ministry and in the church everyone's a part Mm -hmm. because we're all part of the body of christ and so i think that's Mm -hmm. awesome to have that distinction between you know youth ministry and youth group because we want people to know like you're welcome even if you're not catholic right would you guys do you guys have non-catholics in your programs yeah yeah yeah, I've got a couple of kids on Y to Y this year, and several kids on outreach. Yeah, and uh, I know for a fact that uh, the twelfth graders this year, in particular, with their Sunday night YM, have had a big outreach um, within that group itself to try to get non-Catholics to come there, and have been very successful um, right at the start of the year to get kids who they're friends with. They're just friends mm-hmm. that have started coming to this group, uh, which is wonderful. That's what you want. So, another part of youth ministry, there are eight components of youth ministry for those of you who think, you know, there might be some people who are like, youth ministry, you just get together, play some games, a little bit of Jesus here and there, eat some snack, go home, right? (laughs) Um, That is not the case. The USCCB, United States Catholic Conference of Bishops, have um, outlined, you know, this is what comprehensive youth ministry looks like. And so for people who maybe aren't aware of those eight components, what are those eight components, guys? So um, the – I'll, I'll go over the first four and you can go over the next four. So advocacy. paper, but – Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so advocacy, being just being an advocate for the youth, meaning they sometimes need to help being having a voice within – different groups or within the parish. So being an advocate for them is literally um, giving a chance to let them be empowered through you. Um, the next one is catechesis. Um, so that's the idea of like fostering what they um, want to learn and, and what they need to learn um, through different aspects of, of youth ministry that we do here. Um, one of my favorite, in fact, 
one of the things that I remember um, my old diocesan director I worked for years ago said catechesis is this big complex word, but it's just basically getting to know things. That's all it really means is just getting to know things. Um, and that was a great, very simplistic way of saying it. Uh, community building. Uh, that's pretty self-explanatory, helping to build a good community. <laughs> yeah. Again, making that people feel welcome and uh, and making sure that they not only feel welcome, but that they're part of everything that we do. Um, and the fourth one would be evangelization, um, which is the idea of, you know, we we want to, this is go back to the disciple talk about Jesus. We want to make good disciples of Jesus and have a chance for him to, you know, be a presence in people's lives. And therefore, we can talk about those things, um, about why Jesus is a part of our lives, to people in a just a, a, an everyday conversation, and it doesn't sound weird or in any way odd. All right, so the fifth one would be justice and service. So uh, I think that we do this very well at Blessed Sacrament. Um, the kids are always—they always have opportunities for service, whether they're in uh, middle school or high school, um, getting out into the community— helping people, helping our neighbors here and far. Um, the next one, leadership development. So, um, you know, whether they're in middle school or high school, they have opportunities to, you know, start leading, um, more so in high school, I would say, but in middle school too, they have opportunities um, to kind of step up and, you know, help lead prayer or, um, those the the one thing that's great about that though is that those leadership skills start start developing early on in middle school because they can they take it, they're taking the things that they're seeing from each of their group activities and, and meetings and Sunday night programming and using those things to become good leaders in the future too. Right, so, they're yeah. building each year. It's like an, they have another building block and keeps building and building. Yep. Um, the next one, pastoral care. So everything that we do in ministry, um, in youth ministry, is relational. So um, just trying to, um, I don't know, show them Jesus and how we interact with them um, and being there for them in their struggles and in their joys um, and just, you know, getting to know them so that you know what's going on in their life and then, um, I don't know, just being Jesus to them. Um, through whatever they're going through. And then the last one, prayer and worship. Um, so at all of our meetings, um, there's opportunity for prayer in different prayer forms um, and praise and worship, um, prayer through song. Um, so I think we do a really good job at hitting these eight components on a regular basis. Um, yeah, and I think it makes our that's, I think that's really what makes our youth ministry programs here so awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I love that um, – so all of these eight components are kind of great on their own individually, but they all overlap in so many ways um, with the programming that we do here. Um, I mean, like like Christine just said, with the prayer and worship, we, we do that at every meeting, regardless of what the meeting is. But like, for instance, for the, the high schoolers that I'm working with now as we're moving into the year – the leaders for each of the groups now kind of take over running those meetings and, and getting to do those things. And they're the ones planning those prayers mm-hmm. and the worship that we're going to be doing. Like that's just, that's part of how the process works is that as they get older and start doing some of these things, they take over some of those roles, which is exactly what you want. You want mm-hmm. them to be able to grow into that ministry um, because then that leads to 
catechesis and evangelization mm-hmm. for other things because then they're active and, and involved with how they go about their daily lives. And it's just part of their lives then from that point on. And two, if with strong youth ministry programs in middle school and high school, who knows, you might be raising up the future crop of youth ministers, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of this, this awesome thing. And from listening to the eight components, there are eight components that not only make youth ministry awesome, but it, it is what empowers the young church. Yeah, We have to remember, middle and high school students, they're not like future church. They are the church right now. They're just the young church. Mm-hmm. And this and because they're the young church, they are the future church. And so the other, the eight components, I think, also point to who we are as Catholics. We are a Eucharistic people. You know, we are folk, you know, the source and summit of our faith is the Eucharist. And so for you guys, what do you think, you know, what role does Eucharist and Mass play in your ministries? I, I it's, it's. Like you just said, it's kind of the basis of um, of everything that we do. Um, I mean, it's great to have strong programming, and it's great to have, like you said, these components that really help build that strong programming. Um, but the Eucharist, the, the Mass, and the Eucharist that we receive on a weekly basis is it's it's like the foundation of everything else that we do. Because without that, you know, it's like then we become a youth group like that's that's kind of what happens is that we become just a group that does stuff you know which is there's value in that but it's not the value that we want to take away or there's more to that value i guess um that we want to take away or and and instill in the kids that we work with yeah and it's always my reminder like when i go to mass when i receive the eucharist i can't do this on my own (laughs) right and i certainly am not doing it on my own even when i think i might be this is jesus's work all the way um and i am the vessel but um that's the reminder that i always take away from it he feeds me and then i feel like i'm i can go out now and feed others and bring them in Absolutely. Every once in a while, you run into those moments where you're like, "Man, I am so good at my job." Right? <laughs> <laughs> like you have a, you have a moment where you're like, you connect with a kid, or you have something that happens, and you're like, Yay, "Oh man. man, I'm killing this thing today!" Right? <laughs> but it's really not about that at all. Like it's that's all done for a purpose and for a reason, and that reason is is Jesus in the church, right? So it's like you said, it's a very valuable thing to have that experience once a week at mass. Um, to, to be able to go back and be like, okay, yes, this is the actual mm-hmm. point of why we're doing this. Yeah, And it, it, there is nothing better. I mean, when I was in youth ministry, there was one retreat after God time. One of the participants came up and I was talking with them and I looked at their face and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this person has experienced God. And in the meeting after that retreat, like we got together and we we're talking, I, I purposely uh, went up to this young person and I said, I have to ask, I didn't want to butt in too much on their retreat, but I was like, I have to ask, when I saw you after God time, what was God time like for you? And she was just like, oh my gosh, like I think that's the first time in my life that I, I felt God's presence. And I was like inside, I was like, yes, right. that's what it's all about for right. that one kid right. um, yeah. to have that experience. That is what it's all about because once they have that experience, mm-hmm. they're off right. to tell their, their friends about it. Yep. So going back to the very beginning, but a little bit, yeah, a little bit beyond Kanye, you know, youth ministry is here to answer 
life's big questions. And I think a question that a lot of Catholics, myself included, have been asking is, why am I Catholic? In light of everything going on in the church, and I, and I think we would do a disservice to youth ministry and ministry in general if we didn't talk about this a little bit, because I think in some way it might be a deterrent from people sending their kids um, to programming. Yeah. It might be a de- deterrent from adults participating in programming and even attending mass. And that is, you know, what's going on in the church with the sex abuse scandal. And it does lead me sometimes to ask the question like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Why am I Catholic? And I, I don't know. How do you, I mean, how do you respond to that? If Whether it's a kid or an adult, you know, what do you guys think? Well, I think, um, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts, but, <laughs> but I think the one of the things that bothers me the most um, is that, um, well, like you said, the, the the idea that that everything that has happened in the church with the the, the sexual abuse scandal uh, may have you know been a not been a deterrent for people. Well, at a bare minimum, if it hasn't been a deterrent outright, it's it hasn't helped. Um, I mean, that's not deniable. So um, I have heard people in the past when they've referenced this be like, well, some people use this as an excuse. And, you know, it's just it's you know, it's just one more reason not to come to church. Well, again, that may be true. But if it hadn't happened, then people can't use it as an excuse either. So it's, it's also the reality of the situation. Um, that being said, it's, you know, I, I have young kids. Um, and I... I had to face this question kind of head on as we, my wife and I were deciding how to raise our kids, you know, um, because my, my wife is not Catholic and we had discussions about whether or not this is okay and how she would feel about this. And, um, for me working for the Catholic church, I, I tried to lay out the, the realities of the situation at the same time, because it's, while it has been awful, and there's, again, no denying that, the idea that this is every person or that this is a, a problem with every every single priest or every single parish or whatever, it's also just not true. Um, you know, we, we, we want to be able to put some reality into this issue, situation as well and say, well, I've been working for the Catholic Church now for well over a decade, and this is not a problem for me. So, and there are way more people like me out there than there are people who have been um, accused of situations. So, you know, I feel like, I, I guess to boil it down, I would say I, I definitely want to be part of the solution going forward. Um, I have been a Catholic my whole life. I'm a cradle Catholic, and I went to Catholic schools and went to a, a Christian college, and and. You know, this has just been part of my life always, and it has never been my take to say, well, I'm going to stop believing this just because everybody is making me angry. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't allow my anger with the issues to affect my beliefs in what I think is is a good and moral thing. Um, so I try to always go back to that when I, when I feel that I have my strong feelings about all these the accusations and things come up. So for me, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was kind of the same thing, I guess, you know, in terms of how I 
personally felt about the situation. I I feel like I I'm I'm not going to leave. Um and I I don't know. I guess I had moments of like being tempted to leave, but um never like seriously felt like okay, yeah, I think I'm going to. But but I think it's because there's so much pain and hurt like I don't know. I think it's I kind of feeling along the same lines as you, Justin, I think. Um, like, cause I want to be here for the people who are in pain and who are hurting. Um, because I don't know, like you said, I want to be part of the solution. I want to help those people who are struggling. And I feel like, um, I don't know. I'm, I have this opportunity to do that. And I, I don't know. I just want to be where those people are. Like, yeah. just put me somewhere, God, so I can, I can do whatever you need me to do um to help these people has it ever been has it ever been a thing for for either of you where you've seen somebody who has walked away from the church that maybe even worked for the church before that just doesn't have any interest in in what they're doing now be in response to the abuse yeah. scandal or in general yeah. or in general but yeah i mean again that plays a huge factor in it i think so yeah yeah um for me i don't I can't think of anyone that I know who has responded, you know, who has left because of the scandal in particular. Um, I have, I know plenty of people who have left just for other reasons. Um, and I don't, it's heartbreaking to me to see that. Um, so again, I, I don't know. I guess that's, that's why I feel like yeah. I want to be here and, in a place where maybe I can do something, even though mm-hmm. it's really hard to watch that because you kind of feel like, I don't know. Every, so everybody's leaving and you kind of feel like it's out of control and you're just like watching, you know, people who are hurt and like, you know, mm-hmm. walking away. It's hard to watch that, especially as a youth minister, because, you know, if parents pull their kids out, like the you know, yeah, I think it's especially hard for us to watch because we we literally deal with tr- pulling kids in. Like that's mm-hmm. that we want to make them feel included and welcome, and to see people walking away because either they're not feeling welcome or because of a whole variety of reasons that could happen. But it's you're right; it's heartbreaking, and it's one of those things that there there is one particular person in in my life who. Um, helped me get into youth ministry. She was like a, a role model for me. She's got degrees in theology and worked as a youth minister for years and now doesn't even attend church or anything. And it's it's heartbreaking. And there are many reasons why that involve personal issues with, with individuals all the way down to the larger the larger issues with the church as a whole. So it but it's still heartbreaking for me. It's almost become for her like a like a, it's almost flippant the way she talks about the church as it's it's, a, it's if it's like a, as if it doesn't matter anymore, you know. Um, and she definitely considers herself herself a, a spiritualist now more than a religious person. And that's hard because then you're like you you know you have all these answers to say in response, right. but you're like I don't know like arguing about it isn't going to help right yeah. being there Especially for the since person I, consider, I see most of these responses on you know social media yes yeah, mm-hmm. so it's, it's like, like let's I'm not just gonna not, jump in let's <laughs> not yeah. do that yeah. yeah yeah and i think too going back to 
Father Rob's homily that he gave yeah. back in August, you mm-hmm. know, he talked a lot about like, there's a problem. Yeah. But we've been called to be part of the solution. And I, I love the reminder, and I don't think we can be reminded of this enough. We are the church, you know, and I think with youth ministry especially, we are we are the church, but you guys get the honor to minister to that portion of the church right. and build them up and help them to realize how important a faith community is. Yeah. Because, you know, some people might miss because of sports, you know, in hopes of maybe playing football in college one day. Some people might miss, um, you know, for a multitude of other reasons. But, you know, if you blow out your knee and you can't play football anymore, right? who are you going to fall back on? And the nice thing is, is sports come and go. The church will always be here. And it doesn't matter how long you've been away. Maybe, you know, if you're a parent and you went to youth ministry when you were in high school, but haven't been back since, you know, but you're thinking, oh, maybe my kids need to be part of this. Like, come be part of it. Send your kid. You can come too and be part of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm sure you guys are always looking for volunteers. Yeah. yeah. Shameless, shameless plug. <laughs> or even parents who just want to see what it's like. That's I'm right. open yeah. to that just too. Just, That's yeah. great. You know, those are the important things that youth ministry offers to people. And I think particularly for the kids, I, I don't think high school was hard for me, and I'm sure it was hard for you guys too, <laughs> but I don't think high school's getting any easier through no. the generations. Yeah. And right. In fact, I would argue it's probably getting harder. Yeah, I yeah. think it's definitely getting harder. And I think that youth ministry is a great place for students to come be themselves, right. to come belong, to come be vulnerable, because... Vulnerability is important because to let down those facades, to let down your guard and to be who you are, that's when God kind of gets to come in and and do what God does and work in our hearts. And it's a great place to experience that. And it's a safe place to Mm -hmm. experience that. And I, I think that you guys as youth ministers and all of the adult volunteers one of the goals is to, like you guys said, to allow people, to allow kids, and it's just a bonus that we as adults get to experience this through the kids' yeah, experience, right. you know, experience the presence of God. Um, I think that it is phenomenal, and it's a bummer that more people don't take part in it, I guess. Mm-hmm. As we wrap up here, um, do you guys have any closing thoughts on youth ministry, or is there anything you really want to say that we maybe didn't get to cover? I'm putting them on the spot. <laughs> Well, um, you know, I guess the one thing that I would echo is that, so I'll give an example. Um, so this past, last Sunday, um, uh, I was meeting with um, the 11th graders for Sunday night. And um, their catechist had invited me there to come talk about a topic that's pretty difficult to cover. Um, so they wanted me there both as a person in the know, I guess, as well as just kind of another facilitator to go through the discussion. Um, so they, we were talking about heaven, hell, and purgatory. And in the process of talking about this, we there was a we had a great conversation, and there was a lot of questions. And um, toward the end of the time, um, the catechist had the kids go around and just say, like, now that we had this big conversation and talked about everything that's kind of involved with this, how do you feel? And the overall sentiment was, 
I feel like I got a lot of questions answered, and I am more confused than ever. <laughs> and I, I, when it got to me, I was like, that actually is really hopeful for me um, that you feel that way because questions are a great thing, and they should never in any way be discouraged, especially when it comes to faith or God. So um, we, we're going to do another part two to this lesson at some point here because um, I'm going to be visiting all these groups again, obviously. So um, that was great to hear. And then to, to wrap up my thoughts at that um, at that meeting that we had, I basically just said, after this was part of the conversation, I said, you know, the the most important thing that we can take away from our conversation about heaven, hell, and purgatory was that God made us complex creatures to try to figure these things out while we're here, knowing full well that we really can't. We can't fully understand what any of this is going to look like um, or be like or what the experience is going to be like. And that's really a great message for any topic across the board that especially the teenagers go through is that we have all these questions and maybe not some definitive answers. But the wonderful example of that night was we had discussions and we talked about it and we were able to really relate to the 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 kids and their questions because we were there as a group mm. all mm-hmm. experiencing this together and so the final point i made to them and that i'll make for this is that there is nothing that we go through that we are alone in right everything that we can possibly experience someone else has experienced it already maybe in different ways but they've experienced it and so it's a wonderful blessing working in youth ministry to be able to experience those things with the kids and for the kids at the same time. And I would say if there are any like parents listening to this um, who have either not sent their kids to youth ministry, maybe they, you know, put up a fight about it or maybe they're, you know, they're registered, but they still have that fight maybe every Sunday. Um, I will say I was one of those kids. <laughs> <laughs> I did not make it easy on my parents to send me to youth ministry, and it was a weekly thing. Um, but now I thank my parents all the time for sending me to youth ministry. It only took me 10 years to go back and thank them. Um, but I definitely, looking back on my life now, I definitely know that I would not be where I am, like in my relationship with Jesus, um, if it wasn't for the foundation that I got in youth ministry when I was growing up. Um, And I think like it really just set me up like when I was in college and beyond um, to navigate the joys and struggles of my life. Um, so I just want to encourage any parents who are like going through that struggle with their kids. If you are, um, I mean, I, I guess I don't really know what to say, but just keep at it. Stick it out. Yeah. Because, right. Yes. They might not ever come back and thank you, but maybe they will. And even if they don't, I do think that, um, whether they realize it or not, their, their life is will be better because of it. And in case you're thinking Christine is an exception to the fighting with her parents <laughs> on a weekly basis to go to youth ministry, <laughs> I too put up a fight. My mother can attest to it. She talks about it all the time. It's a little <laughs> embarrassing, actually. So um, Justin, Christine, thank mm-hmm. you so much for joining us today and giving us thank your you. insights on 
youth ministry and yeah. in case people are like what is it now they know <laughs> um so thank you so much and for everyone listening thank you so much for joining us and we hope that you know you learned a little something about youth ministry and and remember these goals are not just for youth ministry it's for all levels of faith formation you know children's adults you know there's something for everyone so if you're looking to go a little bit deeper in your faith if you're looking to be feel a little bit more connected to your faith community, you know, check it out. Check out our website, check out the programs that are offered, and most importantly, uh we hope to worship with you at mass on Sunday so we can, you know, enjoy the presence of Jesus in our community and then go out and be the presence of Jesus in the bigger community. So thank you all for joining us and have a great day.